You're listening to the Tiny Course Empire podcast with Cindy Bidar. This is episode number 29, and today we're talking about content, specifically how to create a content plan to grow your business. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Welcome back to the Tiny Course Empire podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Bedar. You'll find show notes and recommended resources for this episode at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 29. While you're there, be sure to grab my online business roadmap. That's the guide we're working through for this series of episodes. This is number two in the series. Last week, I talked about how to start and grow your email list, and I'll put the link to that episode in the show notes as well. And this week is all about content because that's the next most important thing you can do to grow your business. And listen, like I said last week, this six-step process we're talking about in this series is one way to launch and grow an online business, but it is not the only way. You can do the steps in this order that we're talking about throughout this series, or you can change them up to better match your business goals and your personal style. As always, take what works for you and leave the rest. But if you've been feeling stuck or like you just don't know what to do to start or grow your course or your digital product-based business, then this is a plan that works. It's exactly what I do, so I know it works and I am 100% confident it will work for you as well. So let's talk about content and why it matters for your business. Number one, content drives traffic. It is what Google looks for, it is what other people look for on the internet to answer their questions, to solve their problems, to make their lives better in some way. So it definitely drives more traffic to your website. It also shows off your expertise. It lets people know that you know what you're talking about. It lets people know that you're not just some flash in the pan, that you have skills that they can use, that you have knowledge that they can use. It gives you credibility. The more content you have out there, the more credible and trustworthy you appear. The larger that body of work, the more people know that you are going to be in it for the long haul and that you can help them. It also helps you to learn more about your subject. I spend a lot of time researching these podcast episodes. I spend a lot of time researching the courses that I create, and that makes me a better marketer. So creating content will definitely help you to become more knowledgeable in your niche as well. And it also helps your community achieve their goals. Frank Kern says that if you provide results ahead of time, people will be more likely to pay you. And that's exactly what content does. It helps you provide results ahead of time for your potential customers, for your potential clients, and for your readers. Now, there are lots of different types of content that you can create. And for this exercise, I'm going to ask you to commit to just one. And we're not talking about social media content. That's a whole different discussion. And it's not one that I'm qualified to have with you. I don't do social media. You guys know that. So I'm not here to teach you how to maximize your social reach or how to create content on social media because that's not what I do. 
For this exercise, we're talking specifically about three types of content. We're talking about either blogging or podcasting or video content that you would host on something like YouTube. Probably not something like YouTube, most likely YouTube. So blogging, podcasting, or YouTube. Now, email can be a form of content as well, but it's not really as effective at growing your brand as that publicly available content is. So the first thing you're going to want to do is commit to a content channel. Will you be blogging? Will you be podcasting? Will you be recording videos? That's entirely up to you. Personally, I'm a podcaster. This is my preferred content format. I love to fire up the mic and just get to talk to you guys. So that's how I like to create content, but maybe you prefer to write. Maybe you're super comfortable in front of the camera and you prefer to be on video. That's great. Just choose a channel, choose a format that you're going to commit to and decide that that's the content that you are going to be creating on a regular basis. Then the next thing that you're going to do is you're going to want to create a content system. Consistency really matters in this. And you guys, I've talked about consistency in business many, many, many times. I have an entire podcast episode about how to be more consistent. I emailed my list about being more consistent just yesterday as I'm recording this. Consistency really does matter. So I want you to commit to publishing content on a regular basis. Ideally, you want to publish at least weekly. More if you can, but at least every single week. Choose a day of the week that you're going to publish that blog post or that you're going to release that podcast or that you're going to release that YouTube video and stick to that schedule. Create a system around it so that you consistently show up for your subscribers, for your readers, for your listeners every single week. Then you're going to create a checklist around that. You're going to make it easy on yourself, right? You want to create a system that you can repeat week after week after week. So for example, I have a checklist for this podcast that walks me through the entire process from brainstorming ideas to choosing keywords to getting it published every single Thursday morning at 4 a.m. Eastern time. All I have to do is follow the checklist. I have a format template that I follow when I'm creating the show notes. I have a format template that I follow when I'm creating the outline. So it makes it super easy for me to just drop in, spend a couple hours, write and record a podcast. So that's ideal. If you can create that kind of a system, that kind of a checklist around your content creation, you're going to make it so much easier on yourself. And you're not going to feel that frustration of starting over every single week again, like you're starting from scratch. You're going to be able to just drop in, sit down at your desk and be ready to go because you're going to know exactly what you need to do to get that content created. Then you're also going to want to create a content creation schedule. So like I said, I sit down at my desk and I record the podcast. I know when I'm going to sit down and record it. I know when I'm going to edit it. I know what days and what times I'm going to be here at my desk recording the podcast. And this is going to be really hard for you to do when you're just starting out and you're not seeing any traction yet. It's going to feel like you're just wasting your time. But trust me, if you stick with it, if you continue that process, if you continue showing up consistently, Consistently, it will pay off in the end. You will begin to see results over time. So 
Commit to that regular content creation schedule. Commit to sitting at your desk every Monday morning to write that blog post or every Tuesday afternoon to record that podcast or whatever your personal schedule is, but commit to that and stick to it for a while. And I guarantee you will start to see results. Now, you might be asking yourself, okay, that's all well and good. I can commit to that, but how am I going to come up with all of these ideas? What am I even going to talk about? What am I going to podcast about? What am I going to create videos around? What kind of blog content am I going to even create? And after you've been doing this a while, it's not going to be a problem. But when you're brand new, it can be really hard to think of topics to write or talk about. You can sit at your desk and think, oh, I don't even know what I want to say today. I don't even know what I'm going to write about. So if that's you, then I have some advice. First, keep it focused and on topic. Don't create content just for content's sake. Make sure that it is relevant to your niche, to your business, and that it is something that your potential customers need to hear or want to read or want to hear about. I'm going to recommend that you start with a keyword list. What are your people in your niche searching for? What are they looking for? Write content around those search queries. Sometimes content creators, whether they're new or old like me, get this backwards. They want to write content and then try to find the keywords to fit. But if you're looking for some search engine love, that's the wrong way to go about it. Mike from Stupid Simple SEO the other day had a really great explanation of this on his YouTube channel, where he basically says, let your keywords drive your content direction. I'm going to link to that video in the show notes because it's really good and I highly recommend you watch it. But basically, again, what he's saying is do your keyword research first, find those keywords, and then create content in response to what those keywords are, to what your audience is actually looking for online. You can also answer questions that your audience is asking. People do ask me questions, so I am continually answering questions for people either with my Six Figure Systems group or on my blog or in this podcast. So keep track of what those questions are that people are asking you. I'm guessing that you're getting questions too. If you've been at this for any length of time, people are asking you questions. Answer them in your content. And if they're not asking you, you can spy on what they're asking other people. You're probably in Facebook groups. You're probably in LinkedIn groups. You're probably on some forums where people in your niche are hanging out. What questions are they asking? Answer those in your content. You can look at other people's FAQ pages and see what questions they're asking or they're answering there. Those are good topics for you to create content around too. You can look at what content other people in your niche are creating, what content other leaders in your niche, other bloggers, other podcasters, other YouTubers in your niche are creating and use that as inspiration. Don't copy them, obviously, but you can use that as inspiration for your own content. And don't worry so much about having the most entertaining content in the world Worry more about solving a problem that your readers are facing. Give them really good information and they will thank you for it more than they will thank you for entertaining them. So if you think about what people are searching for, most of the time it's pretty boring stuff. They just want to solve a problem that they're having right now. I just went to Google and I found several 
how-to articles, how to take a screenshot, how to get soap scum off of my shower doors, how to stop the rabbits from eating the lilies in my garden. None of this is earth-shattering content in any way. It's not news-making content. It's not particularly entertaining, but it is useful for people. Jeff Herring talks about this in an article he wrote once, and I just found it so liberating that all I had to do was solve a problem for people, that that is the content that they're really looking for. They're not looking for that groundbreaking, earth-shattering information. They're not looking to be entertained. They're not looking for any of that. They're looking to solve a problem. So solve a problem for your people in your content, and they will thank you for it. You can also write different types of content, of course. You probably don't always want to write how-to content, and there are loads of other formats you can choose as well. One popular type of content that you see a lot is lists, 101 ways to grow tomatoes in the city, or 23 must-have tools for a new homeowner, or seven ice cream alternatives for a healthy summer snack. You get the idea. List articles are very compelling. People love to read them, and they love to even listen to them. As of right now, my most listened to episode of this podcast is 22 Tips for a More Successful 2022. And I will put the link to that in the show notes if you want to listen. But that's my most popular podcast episode right now. So people love list content. Reviews are another fun type of content that you can create. You can review a new tool that you're using or a course that you took. You can review a book that you read or a movie that you watched. You can review a podcast that you're enjoying, maybe even this one. You can also voice your opinion about something, especially if it's a bit controversial or not quite in line with common advice. I did this a few episodes back when I recommended that you stop nurturing your email list. So we all have things that we don't agree with, but too often we're afraid to speak up. This is your chance. It's your content. You get to create what you want. Don't be afraid to voice your opinion even if it's a little bit controversial. And I would say, especially if it's a little bit controversial. Checklists make for great content as well. People will often bookmark these kinds of content and return to it over and over and over again. Do a search for your niche and checklist, and you will find hundreds of them to use as inspiration. Just a quick search on Google, and I found a spring cleaning checklist. I found a start a garden checklist. I found back to school checklists. I found blog promotion checklists. All kinds of checklists out there. That's something that people commonly search for. So if you have ideas for checklists that your subscribers or that your readers could use, you can use those as a basis for your podcast, for your YouTube videos, or for your blog. Comparison content is one I really like because it helps readers make a good buying decision, which means that it earns more affiliate commissions for you. So a comparison type content is when you compare two or more popular tools or software, or you compare two or more strategies to see which ones work best. People love this type of content, like I said, because it helps them to make a better buying decision. Resource guides are another way that you can help people make better buying decisions. You can create a guide with all of the different types of tools or software or courses or strategies that they could potentially use. 
You can create behind-the-scenes content. People love to hear about how other people work and how other people live. So if you have an audience who is especially interested in what you do, then a behind-the-scenes post might be a good fit. Beginner guides are another really popular choice. This is when you create a comprehensive post or podcast or video that walks a beginner through getting started. So kind of like this six post or this six podcast series where I am going through the steps to create a profitable business. So we're on step number two right now. You can look at this entire six podcast series as a beginner guide of sorts. Myth busting is another popular one. If you can bust some commonly held myths or some commonly believed myths in your niche, that's going to be some really powerful content for your subscribers or for your readers. So you can see that there are literally dozens of types of content that you can create. And if you want more, I'm going to link to a resource. It's Jeff Herring's 21 Article Ideas PDF. I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. He has some unique ideas in there that I didn't think of, but that I'm going to be using myself. So again, I'll put the link in the show notes for you. But what if you're really just short on time or you're just plain out of ideas? We've all been there, right? We've all been stuck where we're like, I just don't have anything more to say about this topic. Then what? Then you can repurpose what you've already created. You can repurpose your course content as blog posts or podcast episodes. You can expand your emails into blog posts, or you can expand your blog posts into video or audio. You can transcribe audio or video into text and create a blog post from it. Karen Thaxton has a resource called Repurposing Game Plan that's been very popular. It's what she does in her business all the time. So she's clearly an expert on the subject. And I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes because you might find that useful if you are looking at repurposing some content that you've already created. But just creating content doesn't mean you're done. Okay. I know we want to think that People will just find our content, that they'll just show up, but that is rarely the case. The truth is, you're going to have to put some effort into it. So let's talk about some ways that you can get more eyes on the content you're creating. So first up, you're going to want to let your email list know. This is number one. Do not neglect this. Every time you create a new piece of content, every time you post to your blog, every time you release a new podcast episode, every time you post a new video to YouTube, you're going to want to let your readers know, let your subscribers know. Don't just assume that they're going to find it because they're on your email list because they won't. You have to tell them. So that's going to be your number one goal is to share it with your email list and ask your email readers to share it as well. If they find it useful, ask them to forward their email to a friend or to a colleague who can use that information too. Next up, social media. Again, I don't do social media, but here's what I would do if I were using social media to promote my content. I would use quotes or snippets from the content and post them directly into social media with a link back to the post or the video or the podcast episode. You can use your discarded title ideas as social posts. Hopefully, you're brainstorming lots and lots of title ideas, so don't just throw those rejected ones away. Use them for social media or as the subject line of the email that you're sending. 
You can use bullet points from the content as short social content. So just the bullet points themselves with a link to get the entire article or the entire podcast or the entire video on your site. You can ask your readers or your listeners to share, and you're going to want to make this easy by including social share buttons on your site or using click-to-tweet quotes in the content itself. You can also ask your affiliates to share your content. If you have an affiliate program, this is a really great way to not only get your content out there, but to help your affiliates get cookied to your site. Karen Thaxton does this so well. Every week, she sends an email to her affiliates with a link to her latest podcast or her latest blog post, and she just makes it really easy. She puts the link, my link, my affiliate link right in her email and says, hey, here's the latest blog post on the Marketing Words blog. If you'd like to share it, all I have to do is copy and paste that link. And I quite often do. So if you have an affiliate program, make sure that your affiliates know how to share your content with their subscribers. You're also going to want to optimize your content for search engines. Now, we already talked about choosing keywords, so make sure that your content is optimized for search as well. So that's going to mean that you're optimizing for Google or the other search engines if you're blogging or you're podcasting. And you do that by first choosing the right keywords. We already talked about that. And by using good on-site optimization. This refers to where you actually use your keywords in your content. So for example, you're going to want to use your keywords in your title, in your URLs, in the image names and alt text, in your anchor text. There's a lot of different things that you can do to optimize your content for search engines. It's not really what this podcast episode is about, but I am going to point you to a resource you can use if you're not sure how to best optimize your content for search engines. Debbie Gartner has a low-cost guide that's going to walk you through it. It's easy on-page SEO for beginners and intermediate bloggers, and I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. I highly, highly recommend that resource if you are blogging and you are looking to increase your search engine traffic. Now, if you're doing YouTube, if you're using video instead of blogging or podcasting, then your optimization strategy is a little bit different. That means that you're going to want to create good-looking, compelling thumbnails. You need to make sure that your descriptions are on point. You need to make sure that you are using good keywords and tags so that Google knows or so that YouTube knows who to show your content to, whose feed should your content show up in. And you're going to want to make sure that your video titles are compelling enough to get the click. There are all kinds of resources out there that you can use to make sure that you are optimizing your YouTube videos for search and for placement. I'm not a YouTube expert, so I cannot comment on this. But if you Google how to optimize YouTube videos, I'm sure you will find all kinds of resources out there that will help you get started. Another thing you want to be doing is building internal links. So that is linking from one blog post or one podcast to another or link from your YouTube video back to the blog post that you wrote or from a blog post to your YouTube channel. This kind of internal linking helps your subscribers, helps your readers find more content that they are potentially interested in, but it also helps Google to crawl your content. And finally, you can build backlinks. 
Now, this is a bit more advanced, but basically what you're doing here is building links from out into in, out in the internet at large back to your content. So one way to do that is to reach out to influencers that you've mentioned or quoted in your content. There's a really good chance that they will link back to you if it makes them look good. You can also find related content that's out there online and ask people to backlink to your best content. Now, that strategy is not good for every piece of content you create. I would reserve that for kind of the top of the content that you're creating. So the, the best of the best, I would reserve that strategy for that particular content instead of trying to build backlinks to every piece of content that you create. All right, so let's recap quickly. What we've talked about in this episode is why content matters because it shows off your expertise and it shows off your credibility and it makes you look good. Plus, it helps your subscribers, right? It helps your readers. It helps them to achieve their goals or to solve their problems. That's why content matters to your business. We talked about the importance of consistency. It is far more important to be consistent with your content publishing schedule than it is to create perfect content. I would much rather see you and I think you're going to get much better results if you are publishing something every single week that is less than perfect than if you publish one perfect article at a time. So aim for consistency. We talked about some ways that you can come up with endless content ideas. Basically, we talked about answering questions, keyword research, reviewing what other people are doing, and we talked about different types of content that you can create. There are nearly endless formats of content that you can create. So between those two, between the ideas for content and the types of content that you can create, when you mix and match those, you're going to have endless ideas for content that you can create on your blog, for your podcast, in your YouTube videos. Just use a little creativity and I think you'll find that you rarely run out of ideas for things to talk about. And finally, we talked about how to promote your content to get more eyes on it. And this is really the most important piece, right? Because if no one is seeing your content, if no one is reading it, if no one's listening to your podcast, if no one is watching your YouTube videos, then it's not doing its job. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, you have to kind of kickstart that by promoting your content. So we looked at several different ways that you can actually be promoting your content. And there are dozens more, you guys. We just scratched the surface. But this is going to get you started in creating that content marketing system that's going to help grow your business. So that is it for this week. Now, I want you to be sure to head over to tinycourseempire.com forward slash 29 to find the show notes, all the resources that I mentioned, and to grab my six steps to six figures roadmap that's available for you to download right there on that page. And while you're there, will you leave me a comment? I would love to know what content channel you are focusing on. Go ahead and drop a link to your blog or your podcast or your YouTube channel so that listeners can check out what you're doing. I definitely want to check it out. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, would you do me a favor and leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts? That helps others find us. And of course, if you have a friend or a colleague who would love to hear this episode, go ahead and send them the direct link. And that's tinycourseempire.com forward slash 29. Have a terrific day, everyone. And I will talk to you all again next week. 
If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.